Welcome to your Freelance Friends Podcast. In this podcast, we're giving you tips and tricks. Do you want to do it again? <laughs> it's like clients. And then I was, why did I think of this? Anyway, okay. Land on. <laughs> Freelancing. Avoid those projects. Red flag clients. Red flag projects. And flag on fire. Projects that you are not able to do. Welcome to your Freelance Friends podcast. In this podcast, we're giving you tips and tricks on how to become a successful freelancer. We're here to guide you through your journey and share some things that we've learned along the way to save you time and headaches. Our goal is to provide you with information that you can use to give to your clients and give them the most value, no matter what your niche or experience level is. Exactly. So in our seventh episode, we are going to talk about the projects and clients and yeah, in general, freelancing work that you shouldn't do. So when do you know that you shouldn't work with a client before you actually work with them? Uh, when do you know that the project shouldn't, even if you feel that you can do it, you shouldn't accept it? When, are, when you shouldn't actually do a project because you cannot do it? So we are going to talk about those topics. We feel that it's very important. And well, some of those lessons we learned um, hard yeah, work. experience. <laughs> so we feel that this is something that should be useful for you. So let's jump right in. Yeah, we definitely don't want you guys to learn the hard way like we learned uh, with some of our previous projects and clients. So there are a few red flags to be aware of when bidding on projects. Um, you are going to have to pay for connects more than likely when you're bidding on your projects. You don't want to waste these. These cost you money and also bidding on projects cost you time. So it's important to avoid certain things that are just um, time and money wasters. Uh, me personally, I try to avoid clients with lower ratings. Chances are if somebody else had a problem with that client, you may have a problem with that client and that's just not a risk I'm willing to take. Um, a difficult client can lead to lower marks on your profile. Um, it can lead to headaches. It can just lead to a whole rabbit hole of tons of problems that I'm not interested in doing. Um, so I avoid clients with lower profile rates themselves. Another thing that I generally avoid when applying for projects is anybody who has unverified payment methods. Uh, sometimes these can come across later as spam posts. And although sometimes the platform will return your connects for these applications, that's not necessarily guaranteed. And also you're not going to get the time back that it took you to draft that proposal and really think it through. So, you know, just I avoid them entirely um, because they can lead to spam and it's just not something that I'm willing to deal with. So those are two ones that I definitely always avoid. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's totally true. I think that, um, well, on this side, I don't have so much experience uh, with like not verified clients, for example, mm -hmm. but it's just because I think that I always avoided them. So if there's something tricky about client profile, well, better don't jump in. Like there's just so many projects, so many clients, and it's just, yeah, it's just too risky to, to risk your reputation, to risk actually mm -hmm. like having your profile removed, for example, from platform mm -hmm. like Upwork. So mm -hmm. it's just not worth it to try. I would say that another type of client uh, that I would recommend uh, to actually avoid is those clients who actually have this, they don't actually know what they need. I'm, I'm saying actually too many times. <laughs> <laughs> If, if the client doesn't know 
what they need and they cannot express it well. Um, it is already something tricky. So those clients are, for example, clients who want you to set up a business unit for them or buy something for them. It's not about the project itself, but if, if, if there is something, I would say, if there's something wrong with the communication of the client already, and they don't know how to explain to you what are you going to do for them. Mm-hmm. Um, if this sounds like you, you, if you are actually not aware for whom you are working, with whom you are working, mm-hmm. I think it's, it's just tricky. So I would say that usually uh, it's more tricky with clients who are private clients, right? It's, it's just mm, easy to check clients who are, have, for example, companies and you can check their LinkedIn profiles, you can check the history, you can see, okay, so this client is doing this and this and this, and I'm going to work on this project. It's, it's something very mm, easy to see. However, with those private clients, it's all, not always so easy. And here, another word of uh, caution, is for uh, people who have their um, their uh, businesses set up as a, well, I don't know if you are, for example, VAT payer or not VAT payer, but actually your financial uh, obligations after depend on what kind of client you are working with. So be careful when you are deciding to work with client or not, be careful uh, with those financial obligations that you need to do. So for example, do you need to pay VAT? after if you are working with the private client, right? So you need to pay VAT in your country. Is, if you are in in a European Union, it's different for you when you are serving someone from European Union with VAT number or VAT EU number and different if this person doesn't have, right? So make sure that those things are clear. Make sure to consult your accountant or, uh, you know, like a um, consultant to know that you are clear on this base also. So be careful with the clients who are not verified and and their profiles look quite not clear. <laughs> but be careful with yeah, but be careful also with clarifying with the client who are you really working for and with. <laughs> so in this sense also. Yeah, that's a, a great point. Um, kind of circling it back to what you were mentioning about banned clients too. Um, you as a freelancer can also be banned from these platforms. And when you're banned to, you know, I don't know anybody who's been able to be reinstated if, if, if they have been banned. Um, so I would imagine, you know, there might be a way for it to happen, but it's not easily done. When your profile's gone, your profile's gone. Um, and it's just not wise to take the risk, especially if you've worked so hard to get high numbers and get, you know, all these five-star reviews. You just, it's just not wise to risk it and work with somebody who's not well-vetted, who's not clear with what they want. Um, you know, this can only lead to issues in the long run, not only with the job itself, but also with payment. I mean, you're doing work for folks you want to get paid. Um, and again, it's just not worth the risk on your own profile because you're not going to be easily let back in. So just avoid those clients in general. It's not worth, you know, the couple bucks you'll make off the front end to deal with all the headaches on the back end. True, true. And it also takes us to to the second uh, topic, actually, about projects that you should avoid. And actually, Mm -hmm. when you were talking about those bands, I just remembered um, one of the projects that... uh, not one, actually several projects that I was invited for was actually opening an Upwork account for someone who was banned from Upwork. Mm. 
So those projects you should definitely avoid. You don't want to go into projects that might get you in such a problem. And I need to I need to say that, for example, for Upwork, I think that once you are kicked out, you are really, I don't know how, I think that it's quite tricky to come back. Like, it's not that you can just like explain them something. It's mm -hmm. quite difficult to come back. And you don't want to work for someone who was actually kicked, kicked out because usually those people are kicked out because of some reason. So they mm -hmm. did something that was not supposed to be according to the terms and conditions of Upwork. And those are not, you know, usually they don't kick out someone just, just like that. And you want to avoid those things like setting up account for someone. And like I heard those proposals that, oh, I will pay you, for example, 20% of the projects that I that they do under your account. Like it's just it's just tricky, not worth doing, not worth mm -hmm. those headaches that you just mentioned. But there are also several other types of projects that you need to be careful about, such as projects that are fixed rate and you are not certain how long it will take you. Um, projects with unclear instructions are projects that you actually understand, but you have um, you have to clarify something and you are waiting for a long time. If you are you, if you cannot have communication with a client about the project from the very beginning, it might be tricky to actually do work on the projects, right? So because you need to have this communication, you need to understand the project very well. And if it doesn't work at the very beginning, it's a really red flag. Uh, another type of project is project with uncertain payment terms. And they also have example of that in my freelancing career, uh, but I will give some examples after, after maybe you, you say what you think about that. But I will just say two more points actually. Um, yeah, uh, projects that, um, that you don't know if a client will cover additional costs. This is also mm -hmm. important because some projects, for example, you need to make a lot of calls and calls abroad, you are probably using your own money. And if client doesn't confirm that they will pay, you might actually lose a lot of money on those. So you need to see if there are any additional costs. For example, cost of traveling for a client also, it needs to be sure, you need to be sure who is paying that. And then, yeah, um, actually it was one point and I don't have any other point for now. <laughs> Yeah, so I totally agree with you, Anna. I think the job posting should be clear as day. You know, if you do have questions, the time to ask those questions and to get that clarification is, you know, when you're putting your proposal out. If you still have questions after you've had an interview or you've talked to this client and they still can't clearly tell you what they need, they probably don't really even know what they need or what they want, right? And it's impossible to please a client like that. There shouldn't be any guesswork involved. The, the client should know what they want when they're hiring for a job. If there's a need, they can hire somebody. If they don't know what they need, why are they hiring anybody? Um, so I would not consider applying for postings like that. They yeah. need to be able to fully disclose their expectations. If they can't do that in the beginning, probably not going to happen towards the middle end or anywhere within that project. And as you said before, communication is so important with remote work. You have to be able to talk to each other and know what each other needs and if it's hard to get that out of them in the beginning, that's probably going to be a lifelong thing with that client. Exactly. And I think that especially at the very beginning, when you don't have many projects, it's very tempting to, you know, just to not care about too many details. If client mm -hmm. wants to work with you, you just work, right? Right, right. right?
we are talking here with experience going through several projects and I, I would like to give some examples so people have better understanding what we mean by that for example i had a client who paid for the project uh, 200 dollars i remember this project and it was supposed to take like i don't know like not like 10 hours or so maybe eight hours mm -hmm. but actually project became much more tricky but i actually already accepted $200, right? So I couldn't negotiate much more because I accepted the rate. Mm -hmm. And I spent on the project like 25 hours. So your hourly rate actually goes down, right? right. Goes, goes down. So be careful about those fixed uh, price projects when you are uncertain about the work that you will need to put in. Another type of project, I remember it was with the client, it was not through Upwork or any freelancing uh, platform, it was a client who I was working with on a, on a private agreement, right, on, a, on an agreement. And I remember that we, we said that I will be paid every week or every two weeks, um, but actually client uh, didn't remember, I guess. Well, it, did, it just happened that I was not paid for two months. And I kept I, because I wanted that happen to my obligations yeah. and I wanted to, I didn't want to leave my team. I knew that the, the client needs me on this project. So I mm -hmm. kept working, keeping my keeping my word. Mm -hmm. But I remember that it was quite well, I wanted to work, but I also knew like I, I cannot work for too long without being paid. Mm -hmm. And well, I, also it makes you feel less valuable, right? Like, you know. Your, your, your time is worth money. You should be paid. Not every two months, every two weeks, like you guys agreed upon. <laughs> yeah, it would, be, it would be much easier if, if uh, I actually got the information. Okay, I cannot pay you now because of something. Mm -hmm. I'll pay you mm -hmm. after or let's sign, a, let's sign something. But it was my fault because I didn't put this on, on the agreement, right? I didn't have mm -hmm. anything. We just said, okay, each week or each two weeks. So mm -hmm. uh, even if it sounds just like, you don't want to care about too many details. Those details are actually important. Like mm -hmm. you don't want to not get paid after two months of work. You don't want to be paid not enough, right? So those mm -hmm. are the things that it's not only about the payment, but you just should you 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 should be clear with how much you are going to work, what you are going to work on, with whom you are going to work, and how much you are going to work for. So those things are just important. Make sure to have them clarified before you start. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Consistency and clarification are really key. Um, I think the, the third topic we wanted to touch on was your own abilities, right? Flags on fire. If you can't do the job, don't apply for it. Of course, um, you know, we always want you to grow as a freelancer and learn. Um, but if you're not skilled in a project, don't bid on it, right? Okay, you might have no work and it's super, super enticing. You really, really want to bid on it, but you just have no idea how to do that job. Don't bid on it. You're only going to shoot yourself in the foot. Your overall goal should be helping your clients and giving them quality work that will ease their workload, not trying to teach you a brand new skill that you have no idea how to do, right? That's not beneficial for your client. You don't want to dupe or mislead your clients ever, okay? This is not gonna lead to more work with them. This is gonna lead to incomplete work, having issues within your project that can affect your overall success rate on profiles or your overall job completion rate on your profile, which really makes your profile just 
go down and down and down, right? We don't want to tank ourselves. We want to go up. So it's just not worth the risk. Try and stay within your niche. Always grow and expand within your niche, but don't go, you know, make a left all the way out to left field um, and bid on a project that you have no idea what you're doing because it won't bode well for you. I feel like this is so, so, so important. <laughs> what you just said, really. Um, I would say we always encourage our team members, Kairos team members to, you know, go for the next challenge, for next opportunity. Mm -hmm. But there's always a big but. The mm -hmm. challenge that we want to our our team members to go for, it's upgrading our work, right? Over delivering to clients. So mm -hmm. if you promise that, give more. But what you promise, the, the minimum requirement of client, it needs to be fulfilled. You need to be sure 100%, 200% that you can fulfill it. And then you upgrade it by giving more than you, then you, then you grow in your role, but by giving more, right? Right. Increasing your value by giving yeah. more. <laughs> so, so you increase your value, not by going for something that you are not able to do and then trying somehow to do it. But running the entire time you are able to do and then giving more and then going for something more then proposing new solutions to your client taking the problems seeing okay do i have skills to do it or not maybe i can learn and i have those examples of working with clients that i would work for free for something because mm -hmm. i would be paid for the work that i'm supposed to do and then i see opportunity that i want to try maybe i don't have the right skills and i will be very clear with the client i would say okay you know i actually took this course i never experienced it but i would like to see if i can learn can i assist your another employee how they are doing it and can i help and this is something that freelancing gives you those opportunities right mm -hmm. but not that you're working on the project that you are not able to do it's super important and i see I see right now what, what I, I, I'm getting even emotional, I think. But what I see now is that there are freelancers on the freelancing market. There are freelancers who don't have skills, but they think that it's just easy to start working and they can apply for anything and they can get any project. No, meaning maybe you can once do it, but overall, when you have 10 projects, very likely seven of them, eight or, or them, or 10 of them will not go super right because you didn't have the right skills. If you're applying for a project, know that you can do it, okay? Yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. It goes hard exactly. here, but it's super yeah. hard. It's super, super important. I totally agree with you. And I totally agree with the sentiment of expand on what you can, but don't promise things that you can't deliver on. You know, a client will find you so much more valuable by saying, hey, I'm not 100% sure if I know how to do this area of the project, but I'd like to learn. Can I give you a little bit of my time and we'll see how it goes? That client is going to value that so much more than you just taking something and running with it that you really don't know how to do and you spend endless amount of time and then you're charging them for this time and then you've gotten no results for them. Like that is not what you want to do, right? So don't stray too far from what you normally do, but always expand within what you're comfortable for and always be learning and challenging yourself. You know, challenging yourself and learning and bidding on something that's completely out of the blue are two way different concepts, right? So, you know, recognize your skills and stay within there, but also improve and bring value to your clients. That's your goal. Exactly. And as a rule of thumb, think if you were, if you were to, to hire a freelancer, 
who would you want to work with? Would mm -hmm. you want to work with this person? Would I want to work with myself? And would I hire myself for this position? If the answer is no, just, just don't. That's a great way to put it, yeah. really. You know, put yourself in the client's shoes and be like, would I hire me? If the answer is no, then don't bid on it. That's great. <laughs> yeah. So I think that today we already covered quite a lot of topics. So clients that you shouldn't work for, projects that you shouldn't work on and projects that you shouldn't even bid for, right? You shouldn't do it. <laughs> You're not able to. So I think that we covered a very, very important topics here. And now, spoiler alert here. Uh, so we are planning something special for our clients and for potential clients. Uh, it will be um, in cooperation with other agencies. We are going to um, have a webinar. And this will probably happen, happen in March, but some more details we will give in the next episode. Bye! Bye! A little cliffhanger. <laughs>